everyone. Good morning. Praise the Lord and welcome to Healing School. As Apostle says, healing is a place where people come to hear and to be healed. Glory to God. Glory to God. Apostle Larry and Prophet Helen are out and I thank God for them giving me this opportunity to come before you and teach and share the word of God. What God has shared with me, has given to me through the Holy Spirit. And we just thank God for everything his word provides, everything that he says, his love for us. Amen. We just give God glory for that. So, Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the name, your name, your word, your blood, for all of your blessings upon us, your favor, all the fruits of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit flowing being in operation. And Father, we thank you for this healing class. People are being healed. People are being delivered, set free. They're receiving revelation knowledge and they're going right into restoration and manifestation of your word. And we thank you for it and we praise God for it right now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory to God, glory to God. Again, good morning. And welcome. Welcome to Healing Healing School. Amen. Today we're going to be talking about delight in the law of the Lord. Delight in the law of the Lord. Amen. I was listening to a, a message by Brother Hagen, and he took a side journey. And this was one of the scriptures he 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 spoke about. And that word delight in the in the law of the Lord just jumped out at me you know you can read the word over and over again and i've read the scripture before but this time but when it really hits it just kind of magnifies itself and jumps out at you and grabs you right and then you get a a new understanding a new appreciation for it amen and so with this, 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 that's what happened. It just jumped out at me and it grabbed me. And I had to, I had to stop Brother Hagen from talking and meditate on what he was saying. Delight in the law of the Lord. Amen. And we're going to start with Psalms chapter one. Psalms chapter one, very familiar. We've all read it. Amen. Psalms chapter one. And it reads, blesses the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. His delight. When you look up that word delight. That word delight means pleasure, longing, the good pleasure, right? I like that. That in which one takes delight. And as I was studying this, I got a picture of a young guy, young girl, they they dating. They meet each other. Their eyes lock, right? They get butterflies. Their eyes glisten over with hearts. <laughs> And they delight in each other. They can say the word it. And they delight in it. It just, 
the way it just flows off of your lips is so beautiful. They start saying all kind of corny stuff, right? <laughs> Their hearts start fluttering, mind all over the place. They can't get enough of this person. They want to be in the very presence of them, the air they breathe. Oh, just the air you breathe. And they say all kind of lovey-dovey things, right? <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> Amen. But they delight in one another. They take pleasure in one another. They want to be around each other. Can't get enough of it. They think about it. They think about that person all the time. He could be out with his homeboys, hanging with the fellas. But when she called, fellas, I got to go. She called. I delight in her more than I delight in y'all, <laughs> right? She get the call. Got girls, I got to go. He calling. They stop what they're doing. They drop what they're doing to take pleasure in the person that they're delighting over. And that's how it should be with the word. And when that word calls, dishes might need to be clean. Clothes might need to be folded. Children swinging from the fan. When the word calls, you're just going to, you just drop what you're doing. And you go and you tend to what God is saying. You hear what he's saying. You want to be around him. You want to be in his presence. You want to experience what he's about to tell you. You want to hear what he's about to say because you delight in his word. You delight. He, he might, he'll point out a scripture. He's think about meditate on this scripture. He'll give you a scripture. You could be driving down the road thinking about things you got to do throughout the day. And then all of a sudden he give you a scripture and you got to, you got to get to it. You got to look at it. You need it. You long. That's what it's supposed to be like with believers that delight in his word. He's showing you something new, something fresh. You're longing for it. Lord, what you saying today? What you need today? What can I do for you? And you know, he's saying the same thing to us. What you need today? Clover to God. We delight in his, his word. Amen. So we're going to look at this scripture. And we're going to break it down in different ways. Amen. So we're going to go back to Psalm 1. And it says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And we'll read it again, but we'll read it differently. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the, blessed is the man that walketh not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Well, we've heard that scripture before, right? Romans chapter eight. And look at Romans chapter eight. Amen. And we read it. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. That's blessed is the man. See, blessed is the man that walketh not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Blesses the man that has the spirit of life in Christ Jesus working on the inside of him for that law from that law of sin and death. For what the law could not do it that in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law 
might be fulfilled in us, fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the, after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Those that are after the flesh pay attention to fleshly things. Those that are after the flesh sit in the counsel of the ungodly. Those that are after the flesh stand in the way of sinners. They talk about what's going on. They talk about the sin. They sit in the seat of the scornful. God ain't healing. God healing went out with the apostles. God don't heal no more. Those that are after the flesh, their concerns are only with the things that go on negatively in the world. They're paying attention to everything the news is saying. They're receiving everything that the news is saying. Standing around the water cool at the job and the people talking about how bad it is and I can't I don't have enough money and robbing Peter to pay Paul and I found out I have this and I came down with that. Just talking about all kinds of ungodly things. Taking delight in talking about the curse when we should be light, delighting in the blessing, in the word. Delight in the law of the Lord. Don't delight in what the news is saying. Don't highlight what the news is saying. Put a highlight on what God has said. Take pleasure in that. Long for that. Yearn for what God is saying. And when those conversations go on and those situations come up and they start talking and saying all kinds of things, man, I don't delight in that. You run from it. You know, like Snagglepuss, the old cartoon, exit, stage left, <laughs> right? When all of that conversation start going on, exit, stage left, get out of there. Don't allow that to feel and get in your mind and then enter into your heart. Don't let that happen. Because as soon as you get that word and the Lord calls you aside for that word and you're delighting in the word, rest assured that the enemy is going to come, as the scripture says, immediately to try and steal that which was sown. Where there is no understanding. That's why when we receive a word and, and God gives us a word, we should immediately start praying over that word and thanking God for that word. Father, I thank you for the revelation of this word. I thank you for the understanding in this word. So we delighted in the law of the Lord. Delighted in that word. It's top priority. It doesn't take a back seat. We put it before everything before we deal with our children, before we deal with our spouse, before we deal with our neighbor, before we deal with our coworkers, before we deal with anyone in business, whatever, we put the word first. Before we go to the doctor, we put the word first. Before we start letting what's going on in our body come out of our mouth, we deal with the word first. We delight in that. And then when we talk to our whatever's going on in our body, we tell it about the word. Say, body, let me tell you what the word said today. Let me tell you what the Holy Spirit told me today. Are you listening, body? I need you to hear what I'm about to say. He sent his word and healed you. That's how we have to talk. When we delight in the law of the Lord, we talk different. We act different. We speak different. We think different. Things around us are different. We see things differently. Our perspective changes. So when you're hanging around with the flat fellas, you see competition and you see this and you see that and, and all, 
But when you get with that love of your life, you see butterflies, you sing songs. Why do birds suddenly appear, right? Every time you are near, <laughs> you start talking different. You sound different. You don't sound the way you you sound when you're around your fellas. When you're around her and you delight in her and then a guy's delighting in his, his, his girlfriend, his wife, whoever, he talks different. <laughs> his words change. His perspective changes. He see the stars fluttering in the sky every time she walks by. Just like me, they long to be close to you. <laughs> Why? Well, he's delighting in her. So same way when we delight in the Lord. When we delight in his law, our, our songs change. We can't listen to all of those songs we listen to. Some of those books we've read, they don't sit right no more. It's just different. When I first got saved, I had a bunch of CDs, worldly CDs. The Holy Spirit, I threw them away. Why? They sounded different. It just didn't sit right. I had something different on the inside of me now. Those words that were coming in from those songs just didn't, it didn't seem right. It didn't feel right. I had to get rid of it. Threw it away. Amen. So when we delight in the law of the Lord, our whole makeup changes, our whole being changes. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. His old way of seeing him, his old perspective passed away. Behold, all things are new. And those old things, they just seem old now. Oh, and this foolishness. Man, I can't believe I used to talk like that. I can't believe I used to think like that. To think that I had to live with this sickness for the rest of my life. I can't believe I used to think like that. But man, when I started delighting in the law of the Lord, my perspective changed. I saw the light. I saw I don't have to live with that sickness anymore. I can be free because I took a delight. I took pleasure in his word and his word began to speak to me. His word began to change me. Got understanding. Revelation began to flow. Delight thyself also in the Lord. And in his law, you meditate. Day and night. And I just can't stop thinking about it. Did you hear what he said? Did you see what he said in that verse? Can't stop thinking about it. For they that flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For the carnally minded, for to be carnally minded is death. To constantly think about your sickness, to constantly think about the things that are wrong in the world is death. You're not feeding life to your mind. You're not feeding life into your spirit, into your body. It's death. The very words that would come from a carnal mind is death. Isn't that something? See, for to be carnally minded is death. That's thinking in your mind. That's thoughts. That's images. That's imagination. For to have to be to have a carnal imagination is death. 
Because when you have an imagination that's carnal, you can only see, you only see the wrong. Man. Instead of God saying, let there be light, he would have walked out and said, man, it sure is dark out here. Look at all of this darkness. There's darkness everywhere. But he saw light. So we are like him. When we enter the word and we delight in the word, man, that coworker, you know what? That is a blessed woman of God. Did you just hear them curse you out yesterday? Man, that woman is blessed. Something is wrong with you. No, I just see different. The doctor just told you you had cancer. Man, I am healed. But you saw you saw the x-rays. They showed you every place where you where it's at. It's all over your body. I'm healed. I'm delivered. Something is wrong with you. No, I just have a different perspective. But you're so calm. You're not worried. Why would I be? God said, he healed me. I delight in his word. I take him. I, I believe him. I don't... I know what they said, but I believe what he said over them. Man, what, what's wrong? Man, you just, you, you have to experience it for yourself, man. I mean, this is my relationship with him. I cannot get enough of him. Maybe you should try it out for yourself. Yeah, man, whatever, what you, whatever you say, well, that's, that's you. But I know, I know what I have in God. See, when you don't see me, when you're not around me, I'm spending time. I'm talking to him. We taking long walks on the beach. We talking about the word. We sitting at the dinner table. I'm talking about the word with him. We having a conversation. I'm asking him about his scripture. What did he mean when he said that? What did he mean when he said that? Why does such and such do this and do that? I'm delighting in his word. I want to know him. I'm getting to know him. You should get to know him. Yeah, well, you know, maybe another day. I don't have time for that right now. I got to go fold my clothes. Okay. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to talk to God. I delight in him. I take pleasure in him. I can't get enough. I need it. I feel like I'm suffocating if, I'm, if I don't get around him. That's how desperate I am for him. They that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. Amen. To be, carnal, to, for, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen. But to delight in the law of the Lord is life and peace. See, the carnal mind is enmity against God. That word enmity is to have hatred. For it is not subject to the law of God. Thus, it has no pleasure, takes no delight in God's word, neither indeed can be. See? And if you have enmity with God, what does that mean? You can't receive what he's offering. You can't receive healing. You can't receive peace. You can't receive joy. Every time God says you're healed, but Lord, I still hurt enmity against God. You can't receive anything God says. But you know, they say this disease is uncurable. What did I just tell you? Didn't I just say you're healed? But Lord, come on. Now, I mean, keep it real. We down here on earth, you know, we can't really see you. How am I supposed to believe? Every excuse, every excuse under heaven to not do 
and not receive what God is saying, to find everything wrong. That's what people do. They doubt. They fear. Right? Their unbelief. Enmity against God. They pray for blessed in the morning, curse everybody out for the rest of the day. Enmity against God. <laughs> right? Mad. You tell them good morning. What's good about it? Everything negative. Enmity against God. Cannot receive anything. Amen? Because the corner mind is enmity against God, for it is not delighting in the law of God, subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Watch this, verse 8, in Romans chapter 8, verse 8. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. For those that do not delight in the law of the Lord cannot please God. Because why? If they're not delighting in the word, faith cannot come. And if faith cannot come, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently, those that delight in seeking him. He's, he's those that delight to, in uh, seeking, he's sought after. You see? So you cannot please God if you have a carnal mind, if you're not delighting in the word. Cannot please God. Verse nine, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. How can a person who has the spirit of God dwelling in them, so they say, and have no delight in the word? No delight in the word. No delight. How can a person say they are married to someone and hate everything about them? <laughs> you married them. <laughs> really? You married this person and you, you don't like nothing they do? You hate everything they do? You have no delight? You don't even take them out? You don't have no delight in them? You don't want to be around them. Why did you marry them? Well, I mean, you know, at the time, <laughs> really? You so you didn't realize that this was a eternity lifelong thing, right? <laughs> when you got saved, you didn't realize this was a lifelong relationship with the father. So you don't have no delight in him. You don't want to sit down for at least I mean, at minimum, 15 minutes to read the scripture and delight in his word, take time with him. You entered into this relationship. You entered into this covenant. And you don't want to spend no time with him. Or you, you just pray and you don't have you don't have time to sit down and at least listen to one word he got to say to you. People do a lot of praying. And no listening. See, when you delight in someone, you want to talk to them, but man, you want to hear what they got to say too. You know, and you, you, you get quiet and you listen. And you delight in the law of the Lord. 
You take time to hear the word, to study the word, receive the word. You delight in it. You take pleasure in it. It gives you joy. It may gives you strength. Glory to God. Glory to God. And you receive it. So take delight, pleasure in that word. Don't be a carnal mind. Amen. Enmity against God, hatred towards God, not receiving anything that God says. But you are not in the flesh. You're in the spirit. You delight. If so, be that the spirit of God dwelling in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's life. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the flesh, but in the spirit. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. Amen. We delight in the law of the Lord. We take in pleasure in his word. Amen. Let's look at Psalms 40, verse 8. We're going to look at some different aspects of delight. Amen. Psalms chapter 40, verse 8. You can call that my introduction. <laughs> Glory to God. I delight to do your will, O oh my God. Yes, your law is within my heart. See, we delight to do his will because we delight in the word. We delight to do the will of God because we delight in his word. We delight in the healing because we delight in the word. Amen. You see, this is what God showed me as studying this. Well, I'm gonna look, we'll look at this scripture, Psalms 111 and 2. We're going to skip ahead a little bit. Psalms 111, verse 2, because I want you to see this. Psalms 111, verse 2. What does it say? The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. Now, when we read that, works, we think about the healing. We think about the blessing that comes. But you know, the the work of the Lord was what he said. You see, in Genesis chapter one, let's look at it. I'm sorry, Genesis chapter two. Genesis chapter two and verse two, it says, on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Well, what was the work that God did? And God said, and God said, and God said, and God said. And as a result of his work, we see a manifestation. Amen. As a result of the work, we see the manifestation. So the works of the Lord are great. What God said is great. The work, what God said is great. Sought out of all them that have pleasure in what he said taking delight in the law of the Lord. So when we delight in the law of the Lord, when we delight in God's work, then we see the manifestations of that work in our life. So when you delight in the word, you see the manifestation, you see the effects of the word happening in your life. How did you do that? How did I delighted in 
Psalms 107 and 20. I sought Psalms 107 and 20. I was seeking that word. Because see, now when I sought that word, I sought after what he said. Every aspect of the word. Not just the word on healing, the word on peace, the word on joy, the word on favor. You can study the word. You can study out peace and find healing. You can study out joy and find healing. You can study favor out and find healing. You can study his love and find healing. You can study grace and find healing. Amen. You can study all these things out and, and all of it will connect. And it leads to healing. It leads to nothing missing, nothing broken. It leads to restoration. You can study our restoration and you're going to find healing. This past week in our, in, our, in our morning prayer, we were studying the word fulfilled. You can study the word fulfill out. And guess what? You're going to find healing. So when you're seeking after the word, you wanted, you, you wanted to, you're growing in your relationship with him. And you're learning more and more about him. Just like that young guy and that young girl, they're dating. And they're in that relationship with one another. And they're growing. They're getting to learn each other. Then they get to the point where they're finishing each other's sentences before the other one finishes. They finish it. They, they know. No, she don't like that. Don't do that. She don't like that. Don't do that. He don't like that. Don't say that. He don't like that. Casting down those imaginations and every high thing that, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Why? Oh, no, I'm in a relationship with him. He don't like that. I delight in him. Oh, no, you don't say that. Don't say you say, no, no, God don't like that. I, do it be I, I don't do it because I'm afraid of him. I do it because I love him. I don't say those things because I love him. You don't say things to hurt the person that you love. Right? When you're in the flesh, you say a lot of things to hurt the person you love. But when you delight in the law of the Lord and you're walking in the spirit and not the flesh, and you don't have that carnal mind, you're mindful of the things you say. You're mindful about the things you think. You won't even think negative about that. And just like the enemy to try and in the world, a guy and a girl, they like each other. And it the and then his he and his, his guy comes he liked the girl that you with, so he gonna try to bring some dirt on her, to put a thought in your mind to make you not want to be with her no more. Why? So he could be with her. <laughs> Isn't it like the enemy to come, and try to put a thought in your head that go that would go against the word of God to try to deter you to try to break that relationship up, so you don't receive all of the blessing that he asked for you, to talk you out of it. Isn't that what he did in the garden? Talked them right out of it. They had a beautiful relationship with God. God would come and visit them, walk with them, talk with them. They was able to see him face to face. They were just like him. Spirit, spirit to spirit. And the enemy came and put a single thought in their mind. Did God really say that? Started with a thought. Started with words. Entered into their heart. Cunning. Did God really say you couldn't eat all of the fruits in the garden? Did he really say that? He know if you eat of it, you're going to be just like him. 
You know, and, and he make it sound so convincing. He tries to, he makes it, he makes the curse sound so convincing. And it get people get to think, man, you know what? I've been thinking about that. Huh. Yeah, you know that do kind of make sense that here you are going off on a beaten path, missing out on what God has, because of one thought. One single thought. That remind me of this movie I watched. You know, I probably don't call me a movie buff. <laughs> me and my wife. But there's this movie I watched called Inception. And that was one of the lines in the movie. All we got to do is enter into this person's mind and plant the single seed in their mind. And the mind will do the rest. <laughs> what happens if you plant the word of God in your spirit? Your spirit will do the rest. When you delight in the law of the Lord, you meditate day and night to observe, as, as Joshua said, observe to do all that is written therein. For then you'll make your way prosperous. Then you'll see your healing. Then you'll have good success. Delighting in the law of the Lord. Delighting in the word. Amen? So that's what it says. The works of the Lord are great. That's his word, sought out of all them that have pleasure in his word. Take pleasure in the word of God. Amen. God's works, God's work is what he said. And the healing is the effect of the work. Amen. Going back to Psalms 1 again. Let's read it again. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, walks not after the flesh, nor after the spirit, nor sit in the way of sinners, nor sit it in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Verse 3, and he shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water, water, water excuse me, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does doeth shall prosper. That reminded me of Mark 11 and 24. Amen. Let's look at the connection. Mark 11, 24. What does it say? We know it. Should know it by heart by now, right? Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, whatsoever things you delight in, translators studied it out, and the word things is not translated in the hebrew language the greek language so the word so they they came to the conclusion that words and things are the same thing <laughs> because the word produced the things and the things are a product of the words right in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with him, and without him, who? The word was not anything made that was made. Words and things are the same thing. Therefore, I say unto you, what words soever you delight in, so what words soever you meditate in day and night, when you pray, when you confess, you will be like a tree planted by rivers of living water, right? Bringing forth your fruit, believing that you're receiving, 
in your season, your leaf will not wither. You're not going to die. It's not going to fade out. But whatsoever you say will come to pass. And he shall have whatsoever he say. He shall have and prosper in that. It shall prosper. And whatsoever he do shall prosper. You see the connection? Psalms 1, 2, and 3 connects to Mark 11, 22 through 24, 24. Whatsoever things you desire, we're talking about delighting in the law of the Lord, that word delight, desire, longing for, right? Taking pleasure in whatsoever things you desire, words and things are the same thing. So whatever thing you want, you need to have the word on that because the word produces the thing. Whatsoever things you desire, whatsoever words Whatsoever word of God you are delighting in when you pray it, believe that you have the manifestation of it, delight in it, meditate on it, and you, you will have it. Whatsoever you put your hands to will prosper. You want the healing? Desire the word. Delight in the word. You want deliverance? Delight in that word. You need peace, delight in that word. You know, as I was studying this, the Holy Spirit was sharing, there are people who desire healing and they go through the Bible and they look up all the healing scriptures. He said, but what they really need is peace. Because see, it's because they don't have peace that's causing the, the sickness in their body. So they think they have to study the word on healing. Healing, well, I got to find every... Every healing scripture, every healing scripture, but it could be peace that you need. Dealing with a situation, it could be peace on that situation that's causing you to have stress in your body. That's causing the sickness to take place. See, we're talking about we want to deal with the root. So when you delight in the law of the Lord, you're dealing with things from the root, not just on the surface. Yeah, on the surface, you, you're sick and it would it will come across that, yeah, you need to be reading every healing scripture, but under the surface, connected to that, when you begin to delight in the law of the Lord and you begin to delight in being around God, he'll point out to you and say, no, you need to be reading the scripture on peace. Because see, that situation that you was dealing with, it, it left a residue of worry and fear within you. And we got to cancel that out. And when you get that out of the way, now the manifestation of your healing will take place. So you need peace. Could be joy. You might need joy. Could be patience. Remember Apostle Larry and Prophet Helen talk about the pillars? The thing that hold our faith up. We have those pillars, like a bridge has pillars underneath it to hold it up. And that peace and that patience and that long suffering and all those different things, that righteous understanding, righteousness. See, your healing is there, but you 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 need to understand righteousness because the world and in the body of Christ is so sad that some people have this idea that they're really not worthy. Oh, I'm just so not worthy. I just, Lord, I don't know why. Why you deal with me, Lord? You just put up with me, and, you, and I don't—I just don't feel I'm worthy, and I'm so undeserving. No, no, you deserve it. You're worthy. He made you worthy. <laughs> you need to settle that right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
that could be an area you're struggling with that's causing you not to move into your manifestation. So that's why it's important to just delight in all of God's word and get an understanding of all of his word because your healing could be tied up in one of these other areas that you're not seeing in clearly. And when you delight in God and you delight in his presence, he'll point that out to you. You need to study self-control. <laughs> right? Come on, we look at the world today. There's a lot of people walking around. A lot of people walking around here. No self-control. That could be an area a person need help in. They just feel like, I got to have it. I got to have it. I got to have it. Calm down. When I was in high school, we had a guy, He was when I was in the band, he was a upperclassman, and we would get all anxious about something. He'd be like, hey, you know, I calm down. Chilly, chill, coolie, cool. Be coolie, cool, chilly, chill. Just chill out. Relax. Calm down. Don't be in such a hurry. Be anxious for nothing. But in all things, make your supplication known to God. Right? Don't be anxious. Calm down. But I just got to have it. I got to have it. Oh, I, I just got to have it. I don't know what I do if I don't have it. What you going to do if you don't have the word? See, people get so caught up in the thing. And they forget the word. Yeah, I mean, the thing is going to happen. But what happens if you don't have the word? How can you even get the thing? Because the word is what produces it. Delight in the law of the Lord. Delight in his word. Isn't that what the scripture says? In Psalms um, 37 and verse 4. Let's read it. Psalms 37 and verse 4. And what does it say? Delight thyself also in the Lord. And he shall give thee the desires of your heart. Because see, now watch this. Let's make the connection. What are you desiring? The word. So if you delight yourself in the word, he shall give you the manifestation of your word, of the word. That's the desire of your heart. Should be, not just the thing. I desire the person who produces the thing. I, I desire to be around the one who made everything. That's who we have a relationship with. That's who we have this connection with. The God, God, the creator of all things wants to have a relationship with each and every last one of us individually. Isn't that a beautiful thing? He's not just a God who's far off, but he's a God who has made us one with him raised us up with Jesus, made us sit together with him in heavenly places, on the throne with him, sharing and partaking in his kingdom. I desire more of him, his word, what he's saying. Man, did you, man, did you see how he, how God delivered those Egyptians, I mean, those Israelites from Egypt, how he brought them through the Red Sea. Oh, my God, that's beautiful. God, help me understand. Let me see the inner work. Let me understand that more. I want to know 
more about you through that through that experience they had. I love that. Did you see what he said in this? Did you see this? Did you see that? Oh my God! Yes, praise the Lord. Because when you when it's all said and done, you find out that God delights Himself in you. God delights in you. Glory to God. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Psalms 118, verse 19. Let's read it. And we're going to be closing soon. Glory to God. Psalms 18 and verse 19. Amen. What does it say? He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. God delights in you. Also means take pleasure. Amen. Let's look at another scripture. Psalms 35 and verse 27. Let's read that. Psalms 35. I hope you write, as apostle says, I hope you write in the scriptures down. Psalms 35. In verse 27, what does it say? Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, say this continually, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant, of his children, right? Let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in our prosperity. Here's something you need to know. See that word pleasure? That word pleasure means to delight. So you can look up every scripture that deals with God being pleased and pleasure and find he delights in you, takes pleasure in you. The word pleasure means desiring, delighting in, having pleasure in, favor. Right? Glory to God. And it, God's word is just so awesome. He desires us. He takes pleasure in us. He doesn't take pleasure in us being sick. And I'll close with this scripture. Because I saw this. And it blessed my socks off. <laughs> it blessed me so much. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 30 through 32. We're going to read it in the Amplified and we're going to read it in the message. Ezekiel chapter 18, verses 30 through 32. Therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel, everyone according to his ways, says the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions. Let iniquity be your, lest, lest iniquity be your ruin, and so shall they not be a stumbling block to you. Cast away from you all your transgressions by which you have transgressed against me and make you a new mind and heart and a new spirit. For why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have, watch this, I have no pleasure in the death of him who dies, says the Lord. Therefore, turn, be converted and live. God has no pleasure in us dying. God has no pleasure in this sickness in us that's causing us to be sick and causing people to die. He has no pleasure in that. Be converted and live. 
the, the message says, the upshot is this, Israel. I'll judge each of you according to the way you live. So turn around. Turn your backs on your rebellious living so that sin won't drag you down. Clean house. No more rebellions. No more, no more rebellions, please. I like the way the message reads that. No more rebellions, please. Get a new heart. Get a new spirit. Why would you choose to die, Israel? I take no pleasure in anyone's death. Decree of God, the master, make a clean break. Live. Glory to God. And the beautiful thing about this is that when Jesus rose from the dead, he delivered us from all our iniquities. He delivered us from all our transgressions. Glory to God. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes, we're healed. So now that transgression has been wiped away. That iniquity has been wiped away. And now what I can do, I can receive what God has. I can turn and I can live. Glory to God. Because he wiped it away. He did away with it. Glory to God. He don't have pleasure in our dying. He has pleasure in our living. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of dying because you delight in the law of the Lord, because you take pleasure in his word and you receive everything that his word has to say. Glory to God. Glory to God. I pray that they bless you. It bless me. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Isn't God wonderful? Isn't he beautiful?